It's 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, coast to coast and around the world. I'm not a doctor, but I have a PhD in recognizing bullshit when I hear it. From the America Out Loud Talk Radio Studios. The American people are not feeling very loved right now, though. They're not they're not feeling heard by the Biden administration. It's time for The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott. And it is finally Friday. We made it to the weekend. And I would love to start a Friday show with some positivity. I, I said I would love to, but in our world right now, it's just really hard to find a silver lining many places. A steady flow of negative news, news of ungodly people doing ungodly things, seems to paint this world's tapestry in our modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah. Living in our negative world, most people alive today probably don't even really know what Sodom and Gomorrah was, and probably haven't even heard of it. And if they have, they probably still don't really understand what that story is all about. I don't think I'm naive, but maybe I am, some. I just have always had an expectation that most people want to do what is right, and they try to stay away from doing what is wrong or bad. At least I thought most people can show some respect and common decency to one another. In these times, I'm just not so sure. I guess maybe I am a little naive. I'm Booker Scott, and this is The Truth Be Told on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This hour is brought to you by GoldCo. You may want to think about diversifying some of your savings right now, even if it is in a 401k or an IRA. It's free to find out, so you might as well. Just go to BookerLikesGold.com to see if it's a right fit for you. And like I said, I, I would like to do some positivity on the weekend and a Friday night. But I have to bring you the truth. And this is a messed up world. Let's start this hour with this. Fox 11 has learned Outagamie County's Human Resources Director Adam Westbrook is being held in the county jail in Baraboo. Authorities say his arrest is part of a much larger Internet Crimes Against Children investigation that started in Kenosha County. And this is a disturbing story. And it's one that's happened more than once or twice. We're going to get into what this story is all about. This story is about a guy named Adam Westbrook, who happens to be a drag queen. He happens to be a drag queen that specifically goes after the Catholic Church. He's married to a man, and together they adopted a son. Here's more from Fox 11. According to jail records, Ottagamie County Human Resources Director Adam Westbrook was booked into the Sauk County Jail just after 3.30 Friday morning. He's being held on four recommended charges of possession of child pornography and four counts of sexual exploitation of a child. Formal charges have not yet been filed. Fox 11 has learned Westbrook was taken into custody in Nina after multiple agencies, including Nina Police and the State Department of Justice, executed a search warrant as part of a Kenosha County investigation. The Kenosha County Sheriff's Office telling Fox 11 it won't be releasing any information about Westbrook's arrest yet as it's part of a much larger investigation where the safety of children is a concern. And since that story came out, I do have some information from the police department. Uh, there was a search warrant that was issued and executed on Westbrook's home that took place on February 16th. Uh, Westbrook's, his husband, was interviewed. I mentioned that they were married, and he was interviewed at the time of that search warrant. 
Apparently, all of this stems from the couple taking a trip with their adopted son to the Dells in Wisconsin. If you've never been there, it's a, it's a wonderful place. If you're there listening right now, I, I love the Dells. I've been there before. Anyway, they were in the Dells, and there was a sex video that was made of their son that they had adopted. And Westbrook used his Snapchat to send and receive these videos while they were on this trip. Westbrook's car was seen in videos in the Dells during the last week of January, and that's how they were able to put all of this together to catch him. As the video of the vehicle driving around in the Dells showed a young boy in that car that later matched the description of the young boy in the sex videos that Adam Westbrook, the drag queen that goes after the Catholic Church, put out on Snapchat. Here's a little bit more from Fox 11. According to his LinkedIn account, Westbrook started working for Outagamie County back in September. He worked in a similar capacity for the city of Sheboygan and city of Oshkosh in 2022 and 2023, staying in each position for less than a year. And before working in human resources, he was the city attorney in Nina. Adeyemi County officials tell Fox 11 they learned about Westbrook's arrest Friday morning from law enforcement. A statement from the office of the county executive read, We are shocked by the charges and have begun the process to terminate the individual. We will continue to cooperate with authorities and do all that we can to assist in the investigation. And again, he was working in city government in several of them. He had access to this child because government allowed these two drag queens to adopt a son. This is modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. And again, understand what he did. He took videos of his son, the two of them together, having sex, and then he shared it on social media, on Snapchat. This is the world that we're living in in 2024. Uh, let's take a trip back to 2021, if we could, to the summer, to August specifically. And that was when we withdrew, America withdrew the troops from Afghanistan. You'll remember that. $85 billion was left there, and 13 American soldiers were killed. And there were thousands of Americans that were stranded there and had no way out. People like Congressman Corey Mills were getting planes to take over there and bring those people back. We also left a lot of Afghan soldiers, people that had worked with our military as translators all of those years. We stranded them. If you remember it all, the Taliban started coming across all of Afghanistan from the east to the west. And they were moving really, really fast. And of course... Biden made the decision to move out. And moving out of Afghanistan is something that we probably all could agree on. We had had enough. We'd had 20 years of a war there. But the way that it happened, we all can agree that it could have been done better. Donald Trump had a plan in place. And when I say Donald Trump, Donald Trump didn't come up with a plan. But the people in the administration and the Pentagon came up with a plan to draw down troops and eventually get out of Afghanistan. But the Biden administration decided they wanted to do it a different way. And then suddenly, in August of 2021, they came out. And what, what happened? The Taliban now runs Afghanistan. And if you're old enough to remember the history, you know about the Taliban all the way back 20, 25 years ago. But there is another name that you will remember, and that's Al-Qaeda. 
we probably had forgotten about them. We don't talk about them much anymore, but Al-Qaeda is still in existence, and they are starting to thrive again in Afghanistan. We left a vacuum. We had no plan when we left. The Taliban controls it, and now Al-Qaeda is setting up shop there again. Remember all of the camps that they used to have and the recruitment? We had so many Americans that actually went over there to fight for Al-Qaeda. Well, now that same thing is starting again with propaganda and recruitment and also camps. This was reported on by John Solomon of Just the News, and here's some from his uh, television show. This administration has a history of giving money to terrorist organizations, abandoning $80 billion worth of military equipment in Afghanistan so the Taliban can run around with our M4s and our Blackhawks and all of our equipment. They, it, it, they have an America last agenda. Trump, when he was president, did away with the funding to UNRWA because they knew that it was going to these type of organizations. As soon as Biden got back in, he reopened the money going in. Uh, I think Congress needs to stand for the American people and end the funding to these different organizations. And that is Congressman Brian Stubbe of Florida there, a guest of John Solomon. Uh, John Solomon's report here in this story, and the article is called Resurgent Al-Qaeda Training Camps, Latest Black Eye from Biden-Afghanistan Withdrawal. And Solomon says two reports released just days apart are providing stark new evidence of the lasting consequences of President Joe Biden's bungled withdrawal from Afghanistan and his administration's dealings with the Taliban ever since that time in August of 2021. The United Nations Analytical Support and Sanctions Monitoring Team reported late in January that the terrorist group Al-Qaeda, though weakened from its heyday in the early 2000s, remember it was Al-Qaeda behind 9-11. That's who we're dealing with here. Back to the article. They have reconstituted as many as eight training camps and five religious training schools in Afghanistan on Afghan soil under the Taliban's rule. And here's a quote from that article. The relationship between the Taliban and al-Qaeda remains close, and the latter maintains a holding pattern in Afghanistan under Taliban patronage. That was from the report, and it went on to say, regional states assess that the presence of al-Qaeda senior figures in the country has not changed, and that the group continues to pose a threat in the region and potentially beyond. That full report is now available. Here's a little bit more from that report. You can go read the full thing for yourself. The U.S. is the largest international donor, having provided about $2.6 billion in funding for the UN and other PIOs and NGOs operating in Afghanistan since that withdrawal in August of 2021. And the report noted more than $1.7 billion of that funding came from the state and the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, to support humanitarian activities. So there again is more American money going to the U.N. that is then being given to al-Qaeda. You see how that works? You are funding through your tax money so many of the threats that we are seeing in our country right now and potential threats. 
and you talk about Al-Qaeda and Taliban, and you look at the open border to the south, I did a story a few weeks ago on the money that the UN is spending in their 2024 budget that brings people all the way from South America through 17 different countries, NGOs are set up along the way that lead directly to Eagle Pass and Shelby Park in Texas. Along that path, that's where they get debit cards that are rechargeable, cold hard cash, they get food, they get housing, they get transportation. And then when they get here, you know the mess that we're having now here in the country. Once all these people from the southern border make it to the city of their destination, which more than likely is a place like New York, where we found out they're giving them $10,000 debit cards. I mean, who wouldn't? If you're sitting in South America, Central America, you have no future, you have no opportunity, you have no hope, and all of a sudden the United Nations, with your money, comes along and starts giving you thousands and thousands of dollars, brand new clothes. They give you food. They give you transportation. They take you to a city that then gives you a debit card. And by the way, we'll put you up in a Four Seasons hotel for three or $400 a night. And you don't have to pay for anything. Where, where do I sign up for that? Stop the money and it kind of stops all of it, including Al-Qaeda and the Taliban over in Afghanistan. Our government doesn't make much sense. But while we're talking about New York and Chicago, let's stay in Chicago for a minute. Because if you know what's happening in Chicago and in New York, for that matter, with Mayor Adams, these people are getting upset. The people that live in these sanctuary cities that wanted all the immigrants to have an open border, to be free in America, to do whatever it is they want, all of a sudden these people are not happy about what's happening in their cities, in New York and in Chicago. Let's go to a alderman meeting in Chicago, Illinois. What's happening is they're emptying out the dregs of their jails into the United States, into our communities. They're junking up our country. And yeah, we feel some kind of way about it because it's our country. Yeah, Black History Month the American descendants of slavery. And I want you to know, Brandon Johnson, I understand what Brakemore's saying about we still on the plantation, but what you're looking at right now, this is what a free Negro look like. And I'm telling you, we're going to get our city back, we're going to stand for our people, we're going to get them out of our communities because they don't deserve to be there. You watch us. We black out here, and we're going to handle our business. You watch that. I'm a free black woman. This is how we get down. Okay, so that's how they get down in Chicago. And Mayor Brandon Johnson there, he's got his hands full in Chicago, but then he probably shouldn't have invited all of those illegal immigrants into the city of Chicago, which is a great city, or it was. But we hear there great indication that people are really getting tired of it in these sanctuary cities, which then brings you to the poll numbers that you see. Uh, Donald Trump is doing better than he ever has in the black community and in Hispanic community. His black support from the black community is higher than it's ever been. She mentioned their Black History Month, and that's where we are in February. And it's amazing how fast this month is. It's just gone by so fast, it seems like to me. Maybe it has to you, too. Uh, But February is Black History Month. And a little black history here that, that I love this story And I think it's one that should be told a whole lot more than it is. There was a guy by the name of Salem Poor who was a slave. 
He paid $26 for his freedom so that he could be free, so that he could fight at Bunker Hill during the Revolutionary War. So there was a slave. He was enslaved. He paid $26 of his own money so that he could fight for freedom because he understood that America could be great, that there could be hope for a country for all people. He understood that even though he was a slave and oppressed, that at the time the American people were oppressed also by a tyrannical government. So it was worth him to pay for his freedom to go fight in the Revolutionary War, his own money, offering his own blood, his own life for America. And that is some black history that we don't tell. And we should, because it's a great story. And and he was a great soldier, too. He ended up being on a 10-cent stamp. He was so good. America put him on a 10-cent stamp. His name was Salem Poor, and there are more great stories like that about the black community in American history, and we really should remember it during February. We should remember it all the time. You know, as bad as things seem right now, and and they are bad, uh, you know they're bad, I know they're bad, everybody knows they're bad, even people that don't admit it, they won't say it, they'll kind of roll their eyes, they know deep down in their gut something doesn't feel right. And none of us can really tell you what is going to happen in the future. If people are trying to, quit listening to them. Nobody can do that. What you do is completely up to you. It's your business. But when it comes to your money, you should understand what is at stake. So that's why I have partnered with GoldCo, because I know this can possibly help you right now. Go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free gold and silver kit, which shows you how to get into precious metals, and it shows you how to do it tax-free and penalty-free. Even if your money is still in a retirement account or uh, a 401k or an IRA, either one of those, you may already qualify for up to $10,000 of free silver. I said free silver. Uh, You've seen the writing on the wall. We talk about it all the time right here. So go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free gold and silver kit because this is about taking back control of our privacy and our freedom. I can't predict the future. Nobody can. But I can prepare for it, and so can you. At the very least, you should be educated about your choices. So take action. Defend your freedom, your privacy, and your future. Go to BookerLikesGold.com. And we have more of a Friday edition of The Truth Be Told coming up. Fiction becomes a religion. Places where nothing is clear. Sanity and reason just disappear. Chairman, there are multiple members that could yield you time. I would ask that you... I will have you physically removed from this meeting if you don't stop. More truth in minutes on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar, inflammation, and weight. These are all real-world problems that 87% of Americans are struggling with. Often, there are no symptoms 
but left unattended, we become inundated with one health problem after another. It's time to fight back with Heal Right. Heal Right is a bar that you eat, but it's food as medicine that addresses the nutritional root cause of health issues in just eight weeks. Developed by world-renowned scientists and backed by 15 years of research, Heal Right is effective, but it's also delicious and works without additional diet or lifestyle changes. Step out of the statistics and use food as medicine. Visit HealRight.com slash OutLoud or AmericaOutloud.shop and use the code OutLoud for 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Tonight at 7, it is Unleashed, the political news hour. And at 9 o'clock tonight, it's After Dark with Robin Andrew. In between both of those, it's the National Security Hour at 8 o'clock. I'm Booker Scott. This is The Truth Be Told. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday evening. And uh, it's great to have you. Thank you. The House Oversight Committee has been busy in some closed-door depositions. You've probably seen that. That's been happening over the last couple of weeks. And these hearings have everything to do with the Biden impeachment inquiry. Uh, you'll remember Hunter Biden. He dodged the subpoena. He did that press conference in front of the Senate back in January. And he did that, of course, with the help of Congressman Eric Swalwell of California, and that's the same Eric Swalwell that had a romantic relationship with the Chinese spy by the name of Thang Thang. That's Thang Thang. And you, you know what? I, I'm not a big movie person. I don't go to a lot of them. I don't watch many of them. And I only like the movies that are believable, that, that I think could be real. I just don't have time for the other stuff it, that's not believable. And as I'm saying this right now, I, I realize that if this were a movie, it would be a movie I would never watch, ever. No one could ever believe what these corrupt government officials do, ever. It would be a terrible movie. But back to the story of the impeachment inquiry. Uh, first, don't have any expectations here that Biden is ever going to be impeached by the House of Representatives. Because he's not. Even if that happens by some miracle, he will never be removed by the Senate. So just understand that and manage your expectations on where all of this is going. But we should know the truth, and that's important. And hopefully that's what we're going to get to here in this. There was so much made of Hunter Biden laptop 
And while the left and the mainstream media always said that Hunter had personal problems, issues, and the laptop should have no bearing on the election, November 2020, I think the laptop mattered then, and it still matters. But it doesn't matter about Hunter's personal problems. I could care less. First, we were told the laptop wasn't real. Remember that? We had the 51 former Intel people signed a letter saying it had all the, quote, earmarks of Russian disinformation. Maybe you're like me and you saw disgusting personal pictures of Hunter Biden. The videos. You heard the audio. You saw the emails. The guy literally couldn't do anything in his life without recording it on that laptop, which is strange and another story altogether. If I was going to do any of the things that he did, I wouldn't record it, number one. And number two, if I did record it, I would probably delete it before I took it to a repair shop. But Hunter didn't. And then we ended up with it. And as I was thinking about this this week with all these depositions, I got to thinking about when I knew about the laptop and when I knew that it was real. And and that was prior to the election. It was about when all of this was going on in October of 21. I actually received something on my phone. So I went back this week and I looked at when I received this audio. And it was October 27th, 2021. This was one week after the 51 Intel officers said this was not real, that it was, it was Russian disinformation. But yet, people like me, and probably you, we had seen pictures, videos, and we had heard audio like this. Baby, I know, I know. All you gotta do is, care. baby, you can give me a points gift card. The points are buying, honey, just the points. I don't care. You can no. give me a gift card, honey. No. And you won't have to... Honey, why? The no. points are mine. I will make the reservation. Honey, I love you. Can't you just give me the points? No. It's if so important to me to... It, why? do it. Why? Because... But it doesn't make it sense. It's literally it. stealing from that's me. It. But it's stealing Goodbye. from me. And I didn't want to play a lot of it. Again, because it's not about Hunter Biden's personal issues. But yet, I had that in October of 2021, that audio. It's obvious that it's Hunter Biden. It's obvious that it was Hunter Biden's laptop. That was a conversation between Hunter Biden and his sister-in-law, his lover, his dead brother Bo's wife, Holly. And he was jonesing trying to get some money through points on a credit card so that he could buy drugs. That's what that phone call was that you just heard. Last month, or maybe late December, the Daily Caller came out with a great documentary it's called Rigged, and it's about the 2020 election. And in it was the editor of the New York Post that was the first to have access of the Hunter Biden hard drive. She got it from Rudy Giuliani and with Steve Bannon coaxing her along to publish the story about that laptop. She finally did. I found her story really interesting. She's very young and was worried that this could destroy her career, but she understood how important it was. So she went ahead with it. She went to the legal department of the New York Post, which apparently took a lot longer than she wanted it to for them to approve it. And finally, they did approve her doing the story on the Hunter, Bi on the Hunter Biden laptop. So she goes back to Rudy Giuliani, and this is her telling the story there in that documentary of Rigged. 
Uh, watch that if you have an opportunity. Go to Daily Caller. You do have to pay. It's behind It's behind the paywall, so you will have to pay a little bit of money, but it's well worth it. You'll pay for it less than you would going to one of those movies that are probably worthless to watch. Anyway, she finally gets a, the approval from the legal department, and ju- she goes to Giuliani to get the hard drive. And at that point, Giuliani only gives her part of it, and she says, no, that wasn't the deal. You have to give me the entire hard drive. So after some negotiating back and forth, she finally gets the entire thing. As that was going on, there was a guy by the name of Tony Bobolinsky who did an interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Remember that? Remember Tony Bobolinsky? He was the veteran. He was an officer in the military. His dad was and his grandfather was. He's an American patriot. He's a lifelong Democrat. He's a Joe Biden voter and supporter. And he's also a former business partner and associate of Hunter Biden. Let's remember that interview with Tucker Carlson. Um, I didn't request to meet with Joe. They requested that I meet with Joe. And, uh, you know, he's putting his, um, and Hunter says this in writing. It was uh, referenced multiple times. Uh, They were putting their entire family legacy on the line. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were dealing with a Chinese-owned, you know, uh, enterprise uh, run by Chairman Yi, CFC, that had strong financial support and political support from the Chinese Communist Party. That's how it was presented to me. That's not my own words. That's how they presented it to me and read me in on it. So there you hear Tony Bobolinsky. And again, the time frame of this is back right there at the election uh, when this interview first aired by Tucker Carlson. And again, you heard what he said about China, and he was referencing Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, telling him that Joe Biden wanted to have that meeting. Here's a little bit more of what Tony Bobolinsky said when Tucker Carlson asked him about how the mainstream media was basically saying that Tony Bobolinsky was crazy and that he had no evidence. Did he have evidence? And knowing all this to be fact and watching Joe Biden and, uh, and his family and their lawyers uh, trout around the world stating that there was no involvement or even at the debate Joe Biden referenced that you've seen my tax returns and there's no money from foreign you know, enterprises in that. I want to simplify this for the American people as much as I can. On May 13th, that email was sent from James Gillier to me. I didn't generate that email. James Gillier generated that email. And in that email, James Gillier goes through intimate detail of what each individual's requests were from a compensation perspective and how the equity in the enterprise would be divvied up. Very important, May 13th, that email was generated by somebody else to me. In that email, there's a statement where they go through the equity, Jim Biden's referenced as, you know, 10%, doesn't say Biden, it says Jim, and then it has 10% for the big guy held by H. I 1,000% sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. So there you have Tony Bobolinsky and 10% for the big guy telling you 100% that it was 10% for the big guy was for Joe Biden and was going to be held by Hunter Biden. And you remember that Hunter Biden complained about having to give all this money to Joe Biden. So Bobolinsky was testifying before this House Oversight Committee, and he did that a couple of weeks ago. 
And now the Democrats have come out and they've started spinning all of this testimony that is happening. And namely, Jamie Raskin. You remember this guy? You know him. He's the election denier from 2016. Remember that? He was trying to overthrow the election of Donald Trump on the House floor by objecting to the electoral vote of the American people. So Tony Bobolinsky's attorney wrote a letter, and it was a scathing letter, and he wrote it to Jamie Raskin because of the way Jamie Raskin was trying to spin what Tony Bobolinsky had testified to behind closed doors. I'm going to read you this letter from Tony Bobolinsky's attorney. So here it is to ranking member Raskin. I am in receipt of your correspondence of February 20th, 2024, which appears to have been shared with ABC News in an attempt to smear and defame my client before it was transmitted to me. In his opening statement, my client, Tony Bobolinsky, implored the members of the House Oversight Committee and the Committee on Judiciary to set aside their partisan identities for one brief moment to focus on the facts that Mr. Bobolinsky is called upon to provide. You and your colleagues are utterly failing that test, failing to meet the moment, and failing the American people. Mr. Bobolinsky, a third-generation military officer, reluctantly came forward with nothing to gain and everything to lose out of a deep patriotic duty and a long-standing willingness to put his life on the line for America. He has been called upon to do so again. Perhaps this is difficult for you or any of the members of the House Oversight Committee who has not served in the military and be willing to die for your country to understand. But I am shocked and disgusted that you or anyone else would question his motives, patriotism, or sincerity when you dishonestly assert Mr. Bobolinsky did not offer any evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden or provide any evidence that President Biden was involved in his family business dealings. So there you have a pretty scathing letter. Ranking member James Comer was on the Eric Bowling Show on Newsmax the other night, and he came out with some information that Jim Biden shared. Jim Biden was also being deposed this week by the House Oversight Committee and Judiciary there in the House of Representatives. Here's some of what James Comer said. Well, of all the people that I've uh, watched uh, be interviewed, uh, I can say with confidence he was the least believable of them all. Uh, you know, to say that, uh, you know, he's 75 years old and he his brother's his best friend and he's never once in his entire life discussed business with his brother that's a little hard to believe. Another thing that Jim Biden said that was hard to believe, he said he had no idea CEFC had anything to do with China. I mean, uh, no, no one would believe that. So through all the investigations, we know that the Biden crime family has about 20 different shell companies and they have received millions of dollars. One area that has given them millions of dollars is China. And you hear that here with James Comer. Here's a little bit more of what he said, James Biden, Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, said in this testimony. We asked, what, what exactly did 
both Jim and Hunter do to earn the millions of dollars that they earned from CEFC. And, and he said that they were uh, always out scouting around trying to find them investments. And then uh, the next obvious question, well, did you find them any investments? No. So it's pretty apparent that the Biden crime family has taken in millions of dollars. We know that. Uh, is there a crime? Eh, who knows? Is he going to be impeached? No, he's not. <laughs> Even if he is, he's not going to be removed from office. But we do know this. The, the Biden crime family is only selling Joe Biden. And that makes us question whether he is compromised. As we look all around the world at everything that's happening, it seems like all the places that the Bidens received money from, Russia, Ukraine, and China, they are the ones that somehow paid the Biden crime family. And the Biden crime family, they have no product and they have no service. The only thing they have is Joe Biden and access to Joe Biden. So here's a little more of James Comer from Kentucky. So, you know, there, there was no concern that you know, he, he took millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party uh, supposedly to help them find investments, but then they never found any investments. There was no concern that they would try to get their money back or anything else. Then we asked him about the, the loans he had from all these shady individuals, shady Ukrainian Americans, shady lawyers that have been disbarred and convicted of bribery, shady loans from you know all these, these people that, uh, that are in constant trouble that he's never paid back. And he mm. said, well, you know, it's my, it's my intention to pay him back. I mean, he's 75 years old. He's had some of these loans for nine years. I mean, it was, it was preposterous, some of the things that, that Jim Biden testified to in that uh, transcribed interview. And if you listened to the show a couple of nights ago, I did a segment on John or Ivan Hynansky, and he is that Ukrainian car dealer that James Comer just mentioned there. Again, that relationship with the Bidens goes back 50 years. And if you remember that show, if you happen to listen to it, you'll remember that it was Hynansky that loaned Jim and Sarah Biden $500,000 as a second mortgage when they were going through financial problems. That was in that show a couple of nights ago. And that show is called 50 Years of Biden and Ukraine Connection. If you go to the show page, Truth Be Told with Booker Scott, and you can scroll down a couple of shows, and you'll see that if you want to go back and listen to it. It was some really interesting information on John or Ivan Hanansky, the American-Ukrainian, who you just heard there, James Comer referred to. So let me ask you, do you believe Tony Bobolinsky? I did back in 21 when he came out, when all of this started in October of 21. I also believed the laptop was real, and I know you probably did too. So why wouldn't you believe Tony Bobolinsky? Why would Jamie Raskin do what he did to Tony Bobolinsky in a hearing and then try to leak information to ABC so that you don't believe Tony Bobolinsky? Listen to Tony Bobolinsky at the beginning of this Tucker Carlson interview. Again, this guy is a patriot, an American patriot. He's a veteran. His father was a veteran. His grandfather was a veteran. Here is Tony Bobolinsky again, one last time with Tucker Carlson. As you're well aware, Tucker, I grew up the son of a career naval officer. So the president of the United States was always the commander in chief, whether they were a Democrat or Republican or other. And so I had the highest respect for Joe and the, uh, you know, the office that he had held. 
And so I stood up and shook his hand. And uh, obviously we sat down and I think ordered some drinks. I think uh, Jim Biden was hungry and might have ordered some food. And, um, you know, Joe asked me to talk about my background, my family. He thanked me for my service. Um, I'm obviously very proud of that, proud of my brother's service and my grandfather's service. And uh, then he walked through sort of his family, um, you know, obviously some of the tragedies they've dealt with. So that's Tony Bobolinsky. I have no reason not to believe him. Neither do you, and neither do the American people. Again, this is another gaslighting job that the Democrats are trying to do, along with help from the mainstream media. The truth of the matter is, Joe Biden and his family, they're criminal. They've sold access to Joe Biden, and what has it cost us? It's very interesting, isn't it? it for him, it was never about Hunter Biden's personal issues. It was about America. And that's what it's about for me, and I know that's what it's about for you. I'm going to stay right here on the subject of China when we come back. More truth in minutes on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Yeah. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CoFixRx because it works. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA. We power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Every afternoon at 3 o'clock, it's attorney Tom Renz and his show. And that's followed at 4 by Paul Engel, The Constitution Study. I'm Booker Scott. This is The Truth Be Told. Thank you so much for joining us here as we ease into the weekend. Make sure that you go to americaoutloud.news. Share the content there. It is so important. And while you're there, go to the shop. Check out the products. If you find something you like, there's a lot of great things there. Use the promo code OUTLOUD for up to a 25% discount at americaoutloud.news. News. I mentioned there that I wanted to stay here on China for a few minutes. I had a little bit more before we got into that break. 
You know, I see China as America's biggest adversary. We see what they're doing with BRICS on the world stage in trying to devalue the American dollar. I would point this out that uh, the world trade is still using the American dollar, about 60% of it. But we still see that Russia is teaming up with China, Iran, Brazil, and all these other countries in an effort to dethrone America and the American dollar. That segment we just came through talked about Joe Biden, and, and I question whether he is compromised. It certainly looks like he could be. It seems like the countries that are benefiting most from Joe Biden's presidency is China, Russia, Iran. It's not America. We have a a crisis at the border, a human crisis with a lot of death, 150,000 Americans, over 2,000 migrants have died there at the border. And it doesn't seem like there's any motivation for the Democrats or Joe Biden to stop what's happening down there. We saw what he did with gas. We see what they're doing with the Green New Deal, which was hidden inside the infrastructure bill. It was a trillion-dollar bill, but $500 billion of it went to the Green New Deal. Who is that helping in the end? Who's the number one producer of electric cars in the world? Who has the battery production for electric cars? The answer to that would be China. So I want to stay here on China for just a couple of minutes, and we will move on. We saw that uh, Chairman Xi of the Communist Party in China met with Joe Biden in December in San Francisco. And if you remember, he said at that time, what came out of that meeting was Xi told Biden, we will unify with Taiwan, which is the way China sees it. They, They think that Taiwan is theirs and that they were separated from them. So is America going to be able to stop it? And if Joe Biden is compromised, like that segment that we just went through would seem to suggest he has received millions of dollars, he and his family, through these shell businesses that you heard, they have really, they don't sell anything. They don't have any products. They're just selling access to Joe Biden. So I do think the impeachment inquiry is important to get this truth out and to get the information out. We can probably all really agree that the Biden crime family exists. They have benefited by receiving millions for no products and services. So what did they buy for millions? These countries, Russia, China, and Ukraine was involved as well. Oh, what about the Biden classified documents that he couldn't be held accountable for? from the Robert Hur investigation because he was too old and incompetent to stand trial. Some of those were found at the UPenn Biden Center, some of those classified documents. Who ran the University of Pennsylvania Biden Center? Well, it was Secretary of State Antony Blinken. <laughs> That's who did. And who paid millions of dollars to start the Biden UPenn Center? It was the Chinese. So I do think the impeachment inquiry is important. And speaking of Chinese, the Border Patrol just released, and I mean just released, new numbers of encounters for the first quarter of fiscal year. Would you believe there were more Chinese that crossed the border than Mexicans? Yep, I'll say that again for you. There were more Chinese that crossed the border for the first time ever 
in the first quarter of this year, first quarter of 2024, which was October, November, and December, than Mexicans. And now this is just the San Diego sector, but here are the numbers for this. Colombia had the most, which was about 28,000. And then it was China at number two. China was the number two country in the entire world for people crossing the American border in the San Diego sector. And then it was Mexico with 18,000. And that's just three months, just three months in the San Diego sector. Let me ask you this. Do you have any idea why so many young military age Chinese are coming to America? I think the impeachment inquiry is important because I believe the truth is important. We need to figure this out. On Thursday, a story started breaking on social media and in other places, but it was it caught my attention. I'll put it to you that way. Are you familiar with Catherine Herridge? She is a reporter and a really good one, too. I have a ton of respect for her. She used to be on Fox News. She left Fox and then went to CBS. I'm going to say that it was probably two years ago that she left. She did incredible reporting on all the Russian hoax things. And she did that at Fox News. And then she went to CBS. And they kind of stuck her overnight. It was really the only time I ever saw her was at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. But she still reported things. She's great on social media. And she has been fired by CBS. And some information started coming out about the firing and, and what CBS did. And Kyle Becker did a story on it. I trust his reporting. I'm going to go to it for you on this. Uh, CBS News faces backlash over journalism scandal after it seized award-winning reporters' confidential files. Here's what Kyle Becker says. Herridge's eagle-eye, intrepid, and uncompromising approach to journalism in the murky and deep underbelly of Washington, D.C. politics was a breath of fresh air for Americans who longed to know the inner workings of our own government. We had so many questions, and she was one that we could trust. Herridge, however, has been a thorn in the side of the Biden administration, which has been mired in national security scandal after national security scandal after national security scandal. It's one after another with the Biden administration. I've dealt with that this entire hour here tonight. In contrast to the majority of corporate journalists, the investigative reporter Herridge has been strikingly unwilling to twist narratives to suit the D.C. establishment or withhold counterfactuals that are necessary to fully understand the balance of an important story. Legal analyst Jonathan Turley, in a story at The Hill, he provided some extended commentary and analysis on this. There is, and he said this, I'll quote this, There is trouble brewing at BlackRock, the headquarters of CBS, after the firing of Catherine Herridge, an acclaimed investigative reporter. Many of us were shocked after Herridge was included in layoffs this month. But those concerns have increased after CBS officials took the unusual step of seizing her files, her computers, and records, including information on privileged sources. 
The position of CBS has alarmed many, including the union, as an attack on free press principles by one of the nation's most esteemed press organizations. Turley's sources within CBS News, where he worked under contract twice as a legal analyst, indicates that the seizure of Herridge's work materials and computer files was a stark departure from common practice. And Turley went on to say this, I have spoken confidentially with current and former CBS employees who have stated that they could not recall the company ever taking such a step before. One former CBS journalist said that many employees are confused why Herridge was even laid off, as one of the correspondents who broke news regularly and did a lot of original reporting. She was a great reporter. CBS fired her and took all of her information, all of her sources, all of her files. That is the country that we're living in in 2024. The deep state, the mainstream media, they all work together. We have seen that over and over and over now for at least for at least over a year after the Twitter files came out. And we realized that our government had been working with big tech, social media, and the media to try to silence opposition and suppress truth. That's what we've been living in in this country. We have to keep pushing the truth out. We have to get back to a government for the people, by the people, of the people. We have lost that at this time. One other story for you is uh, Joe Biden paying off all this student debt. You know, that's been a big political topic. And, and really, when it comes down to it, in a way, he's buying votes. It was a big part of his campaign in 20. He was going to pay off the student loan debt. And then he couldn't. If you remember, the Supreme Court uh, said it was illegal to do that. In my opinion, it would set up the biggest class action lawsuit ever in the history of America. How is it fair that someone at the age of 17 or 18 years old decides that they are going to choose a different path in life because they can't afford college? So they do. When you get a loan, you have a full expectation of paying it back, unless you're one of the Bidens, I guess. Uh, but most people, you get a loan, and there is an expectation of having that money paid back. The person loaning the money has that same expectation. That's how it works. But Joe Biden comes along, and in his campaign in 20, he decides that he's going to tell everyone that he will forgive the student loan debt. I have no idea why that's a good idea. I have no idea why he ever started this other than to get the vote of the young people, which it worked. So now the young people have sort of started turning away from him. And one of the reasons why is the student loan debt. So the Supreme Court says, no, you can't do that. And the Biden administration finds a way around it. They find about $138 billion and they do pay off some student loan debt using a different pile and a different stack of money. Uh, it still should be illegal. It's still not fair in my eyes that student loans of some people that chose to go to college with the expectation of paying off a loan at some point to pay for the college that they chose to go to, then to have that loan paid off by the government, by again, our tax money. That's who's paying it off. You're paying it off. They should thank you, send you a Christmas card. But it's not fair to the people that chose to do something different in life 
because their family couldn't afford college and they didn't want to have the loan over their head later on. I'm getting off the subject just a little bit here. I get on a rant when it comes to when it comes to this paying off the student loan debt. And you know what started me thinking about this student loan debt and the elections and the young people? It was a piece written by John DeLeo, and he writes for the Illinois Review as an opinion writer. And he wrote this, The Biden-Harris regime, consistent with its record of daily lawbreaking, has just illegally canceled another $1.2 billion in student loan debt owed by about 150,000 borrowers whose individual loans were about $12,000 each. This is just the latest on top of three years of incremental student loan cancellations totaling about $138 billion in unpaid student loan debt so far, owed by almost 4 million voters, some of which is still tied up in court. But the regime's actions have severely jeopardized the government's ability to ever collect, even if these illegal acts are properly overturned. In some states where election law is still enforced, it is illegal for a political candidate to give voters a box lunch, a bottle of booze, or a crisp $20 bill in exchange for their votes, as it should be. But here Joe Biden is spending $138 billion for the young people, for that young vote. And John DeLeo, he finishes his article this way. It is generally agreed that the average American family now needs about twelve dollars to $13,000 more per year to afford the same standard of living it enjoyed just three years ago. How about that? Even the people specifically being paid off to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are losing out on the deal. They're saving that monthly payment that was paid off but it's costing them twelve to $13,000 more to live a year. And maybe they're not a family. Maybe they're a young person. They live alone. But it's still costing them four or $5,000 year after year. And it's going up. It's not going down. And he continues on. And he ends it this way. The only way to win is to reject their checks, their debt forgiveness, and all of the other empty promises and scams of the Biden-Harris regime to finally reject their bread and circuses once and for all and vote for responsible conservative leadership again. And I agree with that. And I think that's a great place to end on this Friday night. I want you to have a great weekend. Don't forget, Unleashed, the political news hour. It's coming up next right here. You were told 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth and salt without flavor, it has no value. So keep being salty. There is only one truth. You've been listening to The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott on America Out Loud. <laughs>